When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join Yogi. Suit up! Cindy. I'm administering a sedative. And Boo Boo. I'm being sued for malpractice. In the new series, Jello. Howdy there. Also, Huckleberry Hound. In the new series, Jello. I'm Jabberjaw. And also, Jabberjaw. In the new series, Jet. Hi! Oh. And Top Cat. And Sanglepuss. Elkabong. Wally Gator. Oggy Doggy. Doggy Daddy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Lorraine Newman, and you're listening to TV Confidential. There is a place, a magical place. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television. Louise Sorrell will join us in our second hour. Louise Sorrell, the award-winning actress, particularly known for playing such villainous characters as Vivian Alamein on Days of Our Lives and Augusta Lockridge on Santa Barbara. Well, most of you probably know Louise best for her work on daytime television. She has certainly left her mark on primetime television throughout her career, including a co-starring role opposite Don Rickles on his very first network TV sitcom. Louise Sorrell will join us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Later on this hour, we will play part two of a conversation that began last week with Mark Cushman, author of These Are the Voyages, Gene Roddenberry, and Star Trek in the 1970s. We'll talk some more about the backstory of Star Trek, the motion picture, including the story of how the iconic theme by Jerry Goldsmith came to be. Plus, Mark will tell us about another book of his that will be coming out later in 2021. Mark Cushman will join us later on in the hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. As well. In the meantime, we will start off our program by telling you about Jellystone. Jellystone, a brand new animated series on HBO Max, developed and executive produced by C.H. Greenblatt in conjunction with Warner Brothers Animation. Based on various characters by Hanna Barbera, Jellystone is not only the first official series in 30 years, starring Yogi Bear, but features just about every other Hanna Barbera character you can think of including Cindy Bear, Boo Boo, Huckleberry Hound, Jabberjaw, Top Cat, Snagglepuss, Captain Caveman, and even Johnny Quest and Haji, all somehow coexisting in a silly, fun, wacky world where they cannot help but make trouble for one another. While Jellystone is not a nostalgia show, 
and the look and feel and the animation style is closer to Family Guy and other modern cartoons, Greenblatt sees Jellystone as a love letter to the classic Hanna-Barbera shows of the 60s and 70s. The first 10 episodes of Jellystone premiered this past Thursday, July 29th on HBO Max. Our colleague Greg Airbar recently talked to Greenblatt about striking the balance between the various Hanna-Barbera characters that he grew up watching and the show that he wanted to make. Greg was kind enough to make that audio available as part of our program this week. I want to start with a quote that comes from the Chicago Tribune from when the Huckleberry Hound show premiered. Wow. The Chicago Tribune said, not since Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Pluto ventured into the movies has such a delightful company of characters been created. That's referring to the stable of Hanna-Barbera characters that premiered and then from that point on grew to so many characters they could fill a city yeah and are contained in this show to the point where they have this parade at the beginning that's almost like a Wizard of Oz kind of moment it's a moment for great rejoicing do you feel like it's kind of a celebration oh 100% I mean, I kept saying this show is a love letter. It's very much a love letter. My goal was to put every character that I loved and characters I didn't even know about it that I barely remembered into this show so that anybody who has any sense of who these characters are sees someone that they remember and anybody who doesn't hopefully will find someone that they fall in love with. Yeah. You wouldn't be going to all the trouble to have these cues, these inside jokes, these one after another name that character moments, if you were not nodding to those of us who are going, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's bleep from Josie and the Pussycats from Outer Space. Yep. yep you know, yep. you simply didn't need to do that. No. That was one of the biggest joys, scouring through the library and saying, who can we use and put in this not only for our fun, but for the fun of like, it, you know, almost becomes Easter eggs of like, who's in the background of a scene. Mm -hmm. You see the CB bear show up here. And now the hair bear bunch are here. Now scare bear shows up on a thing. We keep saying like, what are the weirdest corners of the Hanna-Barbera universe that we can unearth and put into this show? Because there's so many interesting things to keep discovering. And the key is that the weirdness factor seems to meld because the shows you've done, I mean, going back to SpongeBob and mm -hmm. Chowder and Harvey Beaks, they're kooky, but in a warm-hearted, uh, sweet way. Mm -hmm. So is Hanna-Barbera. They mm -hmm. threw together the most incongruous things yeah. and somehow they worked. I mean, some people may debate whether they worked. I felt they worked. <laughs> it it um, worked. It worked. Was it was it the pinnacle of you know art? Maybe not, but it definitely defined a lot of our childhoods. You it know, did. I, I think that's the important thing. That's true, and uh, a lot of people don't realize also the monumental contributions that Bill and Joe gave yeah. the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, they don't realize that the pasts that were forged were really Hanna-Barbera's pasts. Oh, yeah. It influenced every artist that I admired growing up. They all, I mean, and you look at like the early days of Cartoon Network, that was all built on Hanna-Barbera. They all acknowledge that. Um, That's true. I think you have a generation now 
that because Hanna-Barbera hasn't been available for so long, that it's different. You, you've got other influences that have come in, and I think that's exciting, but it's nice to be able to bring it back and hopefully get people to discover some of this stuff again. That's part of it as well. And one of the things John Favreau said that I admired about when he made Jungle Book was, I'm not trying to replace the original. I'm trying to make something that stands alongside mm -hmm. the original. Yeah. And in your case, almost every entity that is in Jellystone is somewhere on the net and streaming or is on video. And hopefully someday they'll all be, you know, and we keep saying the hope would be that they would put at some point, put it all on HBO Max or somewhere that they're all, this whole library could be found easily. More than most people imagine are on the Boomerang, Boomerang. app. I mean, a lot of those shows astound me. Yo, Yogi which I like. <laughs> you know what the sad part is? I wanted to do Yo-Yogi. I, I was like, I want to do Yo-Yogi in this show. And there were legal issues that we couldn't. I was like, we're going to stick him in those costumes. We're going to do this. And uh, we, we were just, we were all like obsessed with it for a little while. And they... Yeah, but you did have him say yo. We did have to say yo, so that's the closest I could get. But I wanted those outfits. I wanted a flashback of them at a mall. I wanted those outfits. I was like, I want this so bad. There was a couple characters that we couldn't do just because of legal reasons. So what you had to make this like ginormous list mm -hmm. and then cull it down. Well, we had to make a ginormous list and basically turn it into legal and say, who on this list are we allowed to use? And then they approved and we said, okay, then we're using that. We're using that. We, basically anybody that we could use, we tried to use, or we will use hopefully in the future if the show keeps going. I love Granny Sweet. I mean, mm -hmm. when I saw her in the trailer, I'm like, I have her album. Yep. We have that, sake. we have that album on the wall in the office. My executive brought in all the albums and put them all up on the wall for us. Yes. Um, he's got all those. And so, yeah. And that's the thing you have to realize, like, and I know this sounds kind of very like, shilling but these executives were my executive back on chowder at cartoon network i've known them a long time they genuinely love this stuff and they're really happy that we're doing this with these characters so they've been nothing but supportive it's been really cool they were like anything you want to do whatever you want to do it's in your hands we trust you so so the people that i brought in to them yogi could become his own character Huckleberry Ham could become their own character, you know what I mean, within within this world. And they didn't feel like they had to recreate the cartoons of the past. To them, it was like, let's talk about who Yogi is and let's really figure that out. And I was there to sort of like keep the DNA mm -hmm. correct. But to them, it was like working on a brand new show. And so it was very exciting. Who are they? What's their, what do they worry about? What do they want? And so we spent a lot of time kind of talking about that in these characters and really sort of figuring that out. And that was fun. I have to kind of know more about who they are and figure out like what drives them and what's their insecurities and what's the comedy. Why are they funny as a person? What's funny about their relationship? What's funny about their society? You know, those are the questions that I'm usually more interested in. And so it's taking the DNA of who they were and putting them into those setups, like taking the DNA of Huckleberry Hound and saying like, well, what is core about him? And then how do we really extrapolate that into someone that fits in this world so it still feels like Huckleberry Hound, but that he really becomes a, a more fleshed out character. I know? love that he's yeah. the mayor because Huckleberry Hound was in his day a sophisticated character to the critics and he mm -hmm. ran for president. Yeah, and yeah. to me, he's like the granddaddy Hanna-Barbera character. 
right? That's why it's like he's the heart and soul of this world. So it's like he's got to be the core guy who loves the town more than anyone. Like he is the prototype Hanna-Barbera character. So the, again, yeah. it's like taking that and making sense of, of the past and who they are and, and like how does that fit into our show. It was nice to sort of acknowledge that. You're listening to Greg Airbar's interview with C.H. Greenblatt, C.H. Greenblatt, executive producer of Jellystone, Jellystone, brand new animated series featuring Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Peter Ponimus, and a host of other characters from the Hanna-Barbera universe. The first 10 episodes of Jellystone are available for streaming on demand right now on HBO Max. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. How did you do the recording sessions? Is everybody in the room when you do them? Not with COVID. Oh, no. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's either in their houses and they've had to set up recording studios in their closets and things, or uh, they did open the recording studio and people can come in, but one person at a time. It's a lot because it's a big cast. <laughs> so we spend a lot of time doing recordings this way. Mm -hmm. So it's like whenever I work with Jeff Bergman, he's recording out of his house. He's got a setup at home. We record that way. Jim Conroy, he's in uh, New York and we're recording him there. Some people go into the studio here. Like I'll go in when I'm doing boo-boo and stuff. So it works. It works. It's just, it's a lot more time consuming. How did you choose the voices? Cause some of them sound like the mm -hmm. voices we know. Some of them were changed. I love what Thomas Lennon did with Top Cat. I think that he's you fantastic. Know, you, couldn't, you couldn't have duplicated Arnold Stang, right. but you went with a very unique sound again. Yeah. And I love the episode with, Hey, it's the King. I mean, for gosh sakes, yeah. what a great group to put him against right and so that was another case of we were watching stuff and we're like what is i'd forgotten like this is like a weird happy days ripoff like what is this <laughs> yes <laughs> and and we're like we gotta use these guys can we use these guys and they're like yeah we're like then we're gonna use these guys great let's do something and um kareen ingle uh our director she wrote that story and yeah it turned out fantastic and tom just auditioned I loved what he did. It was like a weird Bing Crosby kind of, but it worked. It felt like Top Cat, even though it wasn't, he wasn't trying to do an impression. It just, it felt like this kind of slick huckster guy and it felt just different and it was great. I love what Tom does with him. Now is Captain Caveman's yell, is that the same Captain Caveman yell that we knew from before that you're using again, or is it a brand new one? No, that's that's Jim Conroy. He's he just wow. He's, he he does Huckleberry Hound and Captain Caveman, and he just nailed it. I loved Captain Caveman as a kid. Yeah, me so. too. I've met Floyd Norman once at Imagineering, and I sat down with him, and instead of talking about Jungle Book and Sleeping <laughs> Beauty, I talked about Captain Caveman and oh. Quickie Koala. <laughs> and we got Quickie in there too, but Quickie's only been like a little quick cameo. Well, um, the see Yogi Bear eat the hair bear bunch, you know, right? Those shows I, mean a I, that's lot. That's the thing. Yeah, it was this. It was the '70s and '80s cartoons for me. So yeah, those those were the ones that I I grew up on. Yeah, spread the love out because Hanna Barbera's history. Yes, the the formative years were the just like Walt Disney. You know, they say the there's a similarity there. Mm -hmm. There is that core era of from Snow White to to Bambi, but a lot of fantastic stuff happened. And yeah, you can say what you want about you know oh, maybe it has a good. But there, yeah, I mean, let's not us... talk about Chopper and the Wheelie Bunch. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, okay. But you know. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Don't there be surprised still... if we try to use them at some point. <laughs> I thought it was weird when Wilma and Betty were fighting crime with Captain Caveman. And 
Barney and Fred were with the Shamu. I mean, this yeah. is mind blowing. This is so weird, you know, but it was fun. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, Blending them together is fun. And that, and I think that was the impetus of the show was just, I felt like these characters are stronger when they're together. There's something magical and fun when you really put them all in the same world and they all get to be together. And like, that's yes. what I loved about Laugh Olympics as a kid. There was just something that was just so cool about getting to see everybody in the same place interacting, playing off of each other that I felt like individually wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. And if you know your HB stuff, you can listen for the sound effects because a lot of them are there. Mm -hmm. um, I heard the Jetsons doorbell when the mm -hmm. ship was landing. <laughs> There's also some songs here and there, but then some, a lot of your other shows had some songs in them too. Yeah. And this is I'm the same composer that I worked with on Harvey Beaks. I'm hoping there will be a soundtrack album. That, our composer is pushing for it, so who knows? We'll keep trying and see if Warner wants to do it at some point. Well, one of the things that is great also, and this is something that HBO Max does, is rather than have everybody agonize every week and wait for the next episode, there's 10 episodes, two cartoons per episode. So there's going to be 20 cartoons all premiering on the same day. That's half of our <laughs> first season. So... The second half will be who knows when. We're working on post on that now. But yeah, there'll be 20 stories put up that first day. If you just enter the world and get into it and then watch them again, because I, for one, when that Biscuits commercial, when that commercial came on, I didn't catch the since 1985 joke. You know, there's a lot of, uh -huh. lot of detail. You can't watch them once. So having all of them there to watch again, like the SpongeBob's, like the other shows you did, they're very fast and they're very funny. And I haven't even gotten to, and please explain for those who don't know, McGilla Gorilla's Hat and Tie Shop and why that's a very, I burst out laughing when I read about it. Just because I felt like he was the only one in town who wore pants and shoes. Yeah, but there's a reason why the characters wore ties. Oh, well, because, yeah, because the, it was cheap. And you, and you had to, you could yeah. just change it at the head. Yeah. That's, it, yeah, it so the that they could save yeah. on animation. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's like, that's the ultimate kind of nod, if you know that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I said, if you like this, I think you're going to find a lot of people up there in that generation who will be very grateful that you did this. These I hope characters so. need to live. Well, yeah. they need to live. Yeah, and but I, I really hope people give it a chance and don't just say like, oh, it doesn't look like my old cartoons. I'm not going to watch it. Well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? You've got to have wear your iron hat and be ready, you know, for that. Oh, yeah. You know, we might as well address that, that undercover elephant in the room. Yeah. Let's be straightforward about it. How, how do you address someone who really feels that it isn't the same and it should be the same? as the originals. Did I mean, the originals mean? still exist. They're still there. This doesn't yeah. take away from those. I, I feel like I had to decide at the very beginning, I had to make a conscious decision. How much do I keep one foot in the past and how much do I move forward? And I had to say like, my goal personally was never to make a nostalgia show. It wasn't what I was interested in. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to recreate the look and the feel of the old cartoons because a, it's not, what I do be, it's not my taste, but also I just don't think I could do it as well. I feel like I wanted to do something bigger and sillier and more fun. And so I had to visually change the style to fit the kind of jokes and animation style that I wanted in this show. And I couldn't do that with the classic designs. So I think it really came out of a decision to say, 
what do I want the show to be? And if that's, if I want it to be like silly and fun and wacky, then I can't be locked into the look of the old Hanna-Barbera. But by the same token, your track record of the kind of cartoons you've done with the mix of the silly and wacky with the lovable and the endearing. Right. Um, and the bond of friendship and all those ongoing themes, there was a connection where they did kind of fit. There was a good fit here. Exactly. And so to me, it's not about the artifice. It's about the underlying DNA and the heart of it, you know, but I think and a lot of the reboots in the past have gotten caught up in the artifice of we have to make it in the style of that rather than we have to make it in the, the feeling of that, you know, and so it's to me, it's about capturing a feeling more than anything. C.H. Greenblatt is the executive producer of Jellystone. Jellystone, brand new animated series featuring Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Top Cat, Boo Boo, Snacklepuss, The Banana Splits, Johnny Quest, and a host of other Hanna-Barbera characters all somehow coexisting in a strange and wacky universe where anything can happen. The first 10 episodes of Jellystone are available for viewing on demand right now on HBO Max. Each episode features Two original cartoons, while another 10 episodes of Jellystone are scheduled for release later in the year. Jellystone, available for viewing on demand right now on HBO Max. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. Greg will also be back for our DVD report next on TV Confidential. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.